Hello, and welcome back to Money with Mac and G. We have a special guest with us here today. His name is Sam Strassbaugh. Now, he's a real family man out there, but when we talk about money, he is the president of Foundry Mezzanine Opportunity Fund here in Indianapolis, which is a private equity $30 million fund. He's the CEO of his own investment firm called Confluence Investments, which invests in microcaps and is approximately $5 million. And lastly, he has his own personal private equity investing portfolio which has six equity holdings and three commercial real estate holdings. We'd like to welcome today Sam Strassbaugh. How are you doing, Sam? I'm doing great. All right. This uh, is going to be fun. Looking forward to it. <laughs> well, good. And we have our sidekick. We have Ed McMahon over here. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Petrosani. Hey, and you forgot to tell uh, that one of his biggest holdings. Yes, is? He, ha- he has like 17 Peloton bikes. Yeah. No. We just talked about this today. I have four. I have two bikes <laughs> and two treads. Do you so have to four. pay like $60 a month for each one of those uh, no, what are you, no. subscriptions? It's, nope. One subscription for all four. So now, now, is it true like when you're riding, do you get to see um, like different landscapes that you actually ride on or is it only the instructor? No. At Peloton, it's only the instructor. No. Oh. I think they have an app or a, a section where you can go and look at landscapes. but uh, It doesn't interest you. No. The no, attractive I, younger people interest you. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Well, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> well, we always start out these things with a little question out of the magic fishbowl. You want to grab the magic fishbowl? You can hold it yes. up in front of the camera if you want. And just say, hey, here it is. And reach in there and let's see what you got because Should we had I read some. read them first or no? You, you can you read know, it you out loud. Grab it. No, <laughs> you, you were actually going to put it back. Stop that. So, Tony had a great one. Oh, Kobe had a great one. This is not a good one. If it's, if it's a really bad one, I think Tony and I can veto and we can start over. What is it? What were you like in high school? <laughs> oh, I think, I think inquiring minds want to know that one. Because I think this goes to your story. First of all, I think you probably better tell where you're from. Because okay. one of the things that we talk about here is the fact that you don't have to be born into money to be no. good at managing money right. and to grow wealthy. And so I think your story is very unique in that respect. And we've talked about it a number of times. So I would love to hear just a little bit more about So do you want me background. to go back to the beginning? Not the Before beginning. High school? But <laughs> you can say where was, you were born. And black, when, the black and white TV? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm from Northwest Ohio originally. Grew up in a little town, uh, Deschler, Ohio. Deschler? The Corn City. All right. Write that down, both of you. That's the only city in America known as the Corn City? Probably not. Is that where they built Cornhole and you kind of did that? Yeah. No. No. Probably not. Here's how you test to see if he's really from Ohio. How's that? O-H. I-O. There you go. O-H-I-O. Yeah, yeah. You do. You are a fan. You are a fan. We know when to stay away from Sam in the office, don't we? That's right. (laughs) That happens. That's right. Um, Okay. What was I like in high school? Grew up in Northwest Ohio in a little town called Deschler. Uh, we moved when I was in high school to a, a very small town called Arcadia, Ohio. I graduated with uh, 40, I think 40 or 42 other kids. I think my class rank was 38. <laughs> so, uh, And your family was like crazy wealthy, student. right? No. No, that's right. No, they weren't. No, we weren't. Um, did, did, was it like, were you on the poor or were you just right in the middle? Where were well, you? Well, it's a, a long story. I don't want to get into too much of it. But my dad and my mom got married when they were young. They had four kids. I was the fourth of those four children. And my dad died when he was 
um, very young. He was right. 32 years old. I was not yet two years old. Wow. Uh, he was an attorney, but had only practiced for a couple years. So sure. my mom then was set uh, up with four children, no training, no job. So we were not wealthy, uh, did not have money. She then remarried. Mm, I forget what it was. He died in 65. I think she remarried in 68 or 69. So three or four years later. So kind of a challenging, you know, childhood, if you will. You're, you, but yeah. you don't know because you're two. But yeah. You, yeah. You, you've got a, a mother that doesn't really have the skills to really yeah. lead the family to where it needs to go. Go ahead. That's right. Yeah. Um, but she did go out and she got a job in an insurance company. Uh, actually, I think. Let me back up. She did not get a job in an insurance company. My dad had an insurance company in his law firm, and she took that over and ran it. Oh, wow. That, okay. Um, to keep us uh, Fed. in uh, clothing and food and shelter. Absolutely. Then she remarried, uh, married a, a man. Uh, then they had one child, my younger brother. Gotcha. So there were the five of us, and he was a, a, a corporate pilot. So we weren't poor. We, we were poor after my a dad died time. Yeah. for a, a number of years, but we weren't poor. Middle class, never. But educated and yeah. you're probably being taught some really good uh, Midwestern values, yep. work hard and some stuff like that, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So then you get into high school and what were you like in high school? Uh, <laughs> Do you want to not remember I it? I want to know. No. No, I really want to know. I mean, know. I was a jock. Oh, were you? Okay. Yes. I was a basketball player. Yeah football player, probably way, way too arrogant for my own good and and for no real good reason. <laughs> you were the best person in a town of 100. Got it. That's right. And I was 38th in the class rank of 42, if you remember. <laughs> almost, I did. almost. I will hold that over you. Your new 38 right. is your He's new almost name. Almost in the top 90%. <laughs> That's right. Almost. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, I if, we a, if we're rounding. Yes, yes, we're rounding. I like to consider it the bottom decile. Ooh. The bottom <laughs> decile. Well, it sounds big. Yeah. <laughs> People don't necessarily understand this. And this is where Tony usually says when Ben left Purdue, he went to IU and the IQs went up in both places. <laughs> You're ruining it. I, I know. I tried to. Life. I tried to cut it out. He wanted to get out in front uh, of you. So you so you were, you were a jock. I was. Kind I, of well-liked or you kind of... Yeah. Okay. I, I would say, I don't know, you'd have to ask the other kids in my class, but, <laughs> but again, remember I was arrogant, so That's I probably right. thought everybody liked me and they didn't. Absolutely. I was a basketball player, uh, loved to play basketball, uh, football player, but again, small school. And what small school? Uh, you said 42. I graduated with 42. So kids. what, about 150 people? Uh, 160, yeah. 200, Yeah, less whatever. than 200 right. in the whole high school. Gotcha. Uh, just really small town. So I was, I don't know, just a regular kid. Regular Joe. Uh, we, we grew up on a farm, so there was farm there you go. kind of work. Uh, Mullet. Did, did you, oh, did, did I you, tell you this story? No, no. but you're going to. This now. is good. This is good. It was glorious. <laughs> I've never heard the the word <laughs> used glorious with a mullet, but it, it was me. glorious. Short on top, party in the back. <laughs> business on the front. Yes, business on top, party in the back. 
And it was a, I had a, a perm in back. No. It was oh, that's awesome. right. You told me that. Yes, it was awesome. I want to go back to those days. My wife has said absolutely, absolutely. no chance. <laughs> I, I had an afro in high school. No, I think I saw but, a picture. But it wasn't really a perm. Did. It was natural. It was. Yeah, mine was not natural at all. But my wife remembers there was a time that I was working out a lot. So I was kind of buff and I had my hair down to my shoulders. Oh, yeah. I remember. And, and I had spray in bleach. <laughs> oh, yeah. So oh, I was yes. doing it. It was so nasty and the more people complain the more i just ignored them and then <laughs> the more bleach the day yeah, exactly and the day that they like stopped you know harassing me it's like like two days later i just cut it all off and it was just like crazy i got a harley i was doing all kinds of crazy oh, stuff i love that i think it's brilliant yeah i yeah. have to show you the picture i have to bring it in so yeah, you get, I, I missed the mullet so you get through high school you're doing you're you're sporting your mullet people are digging you you're doing really good at <laughs> You're putting up three points a game at your basketball games. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot more than that, by the way. A lot more than that? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. About, about 24 a game my senior year. 24. Were you this height in high school? I was. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay, 24 a game. That is, that is impressive. But small school. Small school, but... Um, my wife and I have this argument. Let me, sure. let me interrupt. I had 39-point game, and she was also a high school basketball player, and I think she had a... No, excuse me. I had a 36-point game, and she had a 39-point game. So we we argue over who was the, uh, yeah, who was the Well, you've player. probably never heard this story. So my sister was so impressed that she what only missed, what, two points on the SAT in math? Yikes. And she was poking Tony, poking Tony. Hey, you think you're so smart? Look, I, I did so great on the SAT. And Tony just kept his mouth shut. And as the story goes, she kept pushing and pushing because that's my sister. And then as the story went, Tony went into the back office, pulled out his score. And do you have any idea what his score was? Got, Obviously, I do not. He got perfect on math. <laughs> no way. I don't know if we're allowed to fist pump in here, but oh, we just yeah. this is this is sacred room here. You can do what this. You pulls can. out all the viruses. So yes, yeah, so that was funny. No way. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, when I met when I met uh, her mother, his mother, my uh, mother, she's, your mother. <laughs> okay, read it. And Lori's mother. She goes. Uh, so you're the boy that beat her on the math. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like mom. And I said. The man that beat her on the <laughs> Not the boy I anymore. Used to be a boy. I never said that. <laughs> Anybody that gets 650 or below is a boy. Yeah, they well, got I got a perfect score in math. Yeah, but not on the verbal side. That was but on too the, hard. Uh, this is the SAT. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's big. 800. They call me Mr. 800. Mr. 800. They actually don't. Uh, and <laughs> You're and like, 38. <laughs> and like you, yeah. when I graduated high school, I was 5'8 and 125. Yeah, you've grown a little. Uh, I, yeah. They wouldn't even let me be the ball boy on any of the sports teams because I was too small. <laughs> you got the ball down. <laughs> or the boy down. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Hey. Yes. So you're coming from the small town yep. and you're doing pretty good in sports and you're pretty, um, what do you call it, proud of yourself. But yeah. then but then you're like, you're moving through and, and, and I know that you get into doing the accounting thing, right? Yep. So where do you go to, yep. where do you go to college? What do you? Went to uh, a small liberal arts school in Defiance, Ohio called? Defiance College. <laughs> and liberal go. arts. Yes. Just the wonderful type of school that we talk about today. Right? Yeah. So, but Went there actually to play basketball. Okay. Um, and that was really the primary reason. So how far away is it? Is it like 10 miles from uh, where you live or no, 20 miles? No, uh, an hour. An hour. Okay. Yeah. An hour away. Okay. Um, I got a quick, quick uh, recruitment story. 
me Do being it. recruited in high school. You guys know Bob Huggins? Yeah, I remember the name. at University of Cincinnati and now at West Virginia. Okay. Big Ohio name. Uh, recruited me in high school, sent me a letter, said he was coaching at the time at uh, Walsh College in uh, Youngstown, Ohio, or Canton, Ohio. He calls me. Uh, I go for a visit. Uh, we play because uh, I averaged so many points, um, and I never heard from him again after he saw me play. So uh, there you go. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Did not like what he saw. You know, back then they didn't have computer systems, so maybe they just got your name switched. Well, and what they did was they read the paper and said, this kid scores a lot, got him in and said, hmm, not as good as I thought he would be. <laughs> That's what they <laughs> wow. said. Anyway, so I go to Defiance College. Did to, you play? Uh, no. 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 I, I went to play uh, and didn't make the team because I wasn't good enough. Wow. Okay. So. And I think there that's, you go. but I think that's something to learn because we keep talking about the fact that you think you're going down one path, yeah. and the reality is you got to pivot, and you always got to pivot whether it's in business or in life. And so you made this change, and now you're yep. at Defiance College. Yeah, went to play basketball, and then scholarship. Uh, no, no Div- Division three, uh, NCAA Division three. Um, but then uh, went to go on and get my accounting degree. And why got, accounting, by the way? It's just. Just kind of fell into it, maybe. Yeah, I, my actually, my mother taught bookkeeping, bookkeeping and accounting in high school. I took the class, liked it, and I was like, well, I don't know, I don't know what I want to do. How about accounting? Because I always, my mom said you could be five things, right? And literally, uh, an accountant, a doctor, a lawyer, and an engineer, or a nurse, because you could be certified in all of those. Yeah. So her whole deal is you get a job and then you're off the payroll and I have nothing more to do. But I thought you're talking about money. All right. A language yeah. of business. I'm digging this. So right. this is cool. But you just kind of rolled with it from your mom I a little did. bit. Yeah, and it was kind of natural for me. It's kind of in my DNA. Uh, you find out later. But I, I liked it. Graduated college. Went to a, a CPA firm. Went to a CPA firm. Actually, there was a little stop in between. I sold life insurance for a while. Hated it. <laughs> hated it. Could not have been worse. Why not? You just had to talk to people. You just hated- well, no. He was selling them products they didn't ever want to use. That's right. I hated the product. I hated selling life insurance. And here's how much money I made. Zero dollars. We lived off of credit cards. It was terrible. And my wife, bless her heart, every Sunday afternoon, she says... Have you have you made your calls for this week yet to set up my my appointments? <laughs> and I'm like, not yet. <laughs> it was painful. Tony, I didn't know anybody made less than you their first year <laughs> after college because he made. You know how much he made? It, it's in the prior podcast. Go ahead. My first year in business, I knew I was going to smoke everybody and make fifty grand. And uh, at the end of the year, when we tallied it up, I made eight thousand dollars. Yes. <laughs> And that's I would have killed for eight grand. I could have loaned you money. <laughs> yes, you could have. And, and as we joked, it's like, for all intents and purposes, you were a complete failure. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was. Right. Now I know. For sure. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So the no show, show just goes to show that if you're a complete, absolute disaster failure, the more successful in life you'll become. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So I made a lot of money. I made 28500 my first year. So that's why I'm behind both of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but you have this big, nice though. sound booth now, though. But I have a sound booth. Yes, that's right. So I can kill both of you and nobody would actually hear it. <laughs> so, um, so, so you go and you get your accounting degree. You probably get your CPA. Yep. Shortly yeah. after I 
hate yeah. insurance, so that's yeah. good. Yeah. It's good to know what you like and don't like, and then True. what happens. Yeah, the, I go to a, a local, a small, regional, local firm in Defiance, Ohio, okay. um, and just worked there uh, for, let's see, that was late 80s through 92, and just really, I loved that business. I really Why? did. I, it was just something new every day. I did, different firm or different did, company? Different. Yeah, different companies. Uh, I did tax work. I did a accounting work. I did audit work. So we did a little bit of everything. So there was a, a bit of a variety. And the the senior partner in our firm, this was a, a small firm. There was 10, 10 people total, 10, 15 total, and maybe only uh, six or seven accounting people treated me great. Were you in the lower decile? <laughs> no, I was in the Top decile at this point. Yeah, we turned it around. That <laughs> Which is... just goes to show school doesn't always indicate. That's right. Rags to riches. But you know, <laughs> one right. of the things when I was like with Ernst and Young, CPA firm, that I loved is the fact that you do these audits and it was, it was a little brutal because you do so much like grunt work. Yeah. But um, I, I learned about just so many different things. Yeah. And, and in addition to that, the one thing that I kept telling people is you're right out of college. And you know nothing. You're an idiot. Yes, for <laughs> Which I'll sure. Agree to. And for sure. I had access to all of the high level executives at every company I went to. And we're not talking small companies. Eli Lilly in Indianapolis, yep. the CFO, guy named Arnie Hanish. If I needed to knock on his door and walk in, he would take me because as an auditor, they wanted to explain things to you to make sure that the audit goes well. Yeah. And so for me, I thought that was the fascinating part. Yeah. And me too. I I, I was going to say on the, the senior partner put me on, you know, this is a small firm. So sure. there, there was a lot of boredom type work, small business, just transactional and really tough to learn a lot. Okay. But he put me on the biggest accounts. I Either liked you or you're smart or whatever. Whatever. Get along. Did did something well. Um, And I learned a lot. Uh, He put me on big manufacturing clients, big construction clients, uh, and and I just grew into that. So you're really like earning your chops. But in addition to that, you're starting to find out probably, which is what I found out, is that you can work with people. Yep. That you can communicate well with them. Yes. Which starts to, at least from my perspective, it started to let me know, wow, there's more to this that I can do. For sure. And I will say, you know, accountants sometimes get a bad rap. Uh, <laughs> <Tell> sometimes. <me. laughs> Don't laugh. But there are more CEOs who are accountants or CPAs than yeah, any if other. You, if you have a personality as an accountant, you do get a bit of a <laughs> that's, boost. That's the, yes, that's the punchline to what's the difference between an actuary and an accountant, a CPA. Uh, Let's hear it. The actuary just didn't have the personality. <laughs> nice. Nice. I thought I thought the I'm actuary looks at his own shoes when talking to you, and a CPA no, looks that. at your shoes <laughs> yeah, that's when he's the, talking to you. Is that right? Uh, yes. That's how the, the, the introvert and extrovert programmer. No, they that's, don't. Yeah. Same thing for accountants. How can CPA? you tell if a programmer's an introvert or extrovert? <laughs> They're extrovert, they'll look at your shoes. Yes, yeah, exactly. So you're like learning just a ton because- yeah. I, I mean, when I was doing it, I I, I audited um, an ethanol plant. I audited a um, a uh, what do you call it? Produce wholesaler, uh, drug company. I mean, it was just fascinating. Insurance yeah. and I, I loved the breadth of it too. This is this is small town America. Yeah, but 
we had some pretty decently complex customers. Um, so what usually happens, as you know, is you're getting exposed to all these different companies, and then one of them says, man, I like that guy. And he understands our business inside and out. Yeah. And, You're he knows, and he knows that we're keeping three sets of books. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we have to keep him close. <laughs> yeah. We can't let him go. <laughs> it's like the firm. You're my straight man because that's what happened. Um, but our, that does happen. I mean, I'm does. not making it up. It happens right. a lot. Yeah. And it did happen in this case. Uh, our biggest customer, which was a company called Defiance Metal Products, um, family-owned uh at that time, third generation business um, was on a growth path and they needed a CFO, didn't have one. Oh, uh, didn't have one. Up to that point. Okay. I mean, this this business in 1992 was about $15 million in revenue. And in 1998, when they hired me, they're about $90 million in revenue. 15 to 90, so six times bigger. Okay. And they had a controller, but no CFO. And they really needed that strategic component for but, growth. But you were working there. I was doing the outside accounting work. Outside accounting yeah. work. And then, uh, you know, that's a pretty big jump because, you know, doing the transactional, like looking at the audit or review or compilation or taxes is very different from, oh, my gosh, now I need to run this company, manage cash yeah. flow, set the direction. For get it sure. And I tell uh, everybody that I talk to about this, I got a Harvard education at this business. And I would 100% from, agree with you. From 98 to 2011, we had every potential and possible business scenario <laughs> play out that you could ever think of. We had rapid growth. We had we were near bankruptcy. We had uh, a cliff event of the economy fall off. We had massive uh, debt uh, added on to the balance sheet. So I raised debt. Um, I, just everything. And people don't understand, like Tony, when we, we spoke, the types of things you're exposed to, you're a programmer. You're a great guy and everything, but you're a programmer. And now you're running this company and the kinds of exposures that you're getting is crazy. And for me, I did a lot of internal and external audits and I was shocked at the things that I was exposed to. But when you're on the inside and getting exposed to those, those are so crazy valuable. In no doubt. HR issues, yes. right? Operational issues, yep. Yep. debt issues. You know, it just keeps going on and on and on. And that business is where my appetite was really uh, wedded. Is that a word? It oh, wedded? Yeah. <laughs> With the H. W-H. Yeah. <laughs> wedded. That's tough well, to say. Well, headed. Well, yeah. headed. That's not an easy word for mergers and acquisitions because the family wanted to expand. I got to use their money, <laughs> their time. Which is a huge lesson, right? Huge. Because huge normally lesson. you don't have the money, but then actually yes. using somebody else's is fantastic. PM Other I, people's money. Yes, that's right. And and we did lots of deals from 98 but to But like what kind of deals? Like you, you acquiring other companies? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, uh, we, we acquired um, uh, a, a manufacturing business in Dallas, Texas. Uh, we acquired a business in uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Now, just to be a little bit clear on this, you are a metals manufacturer. Yep. And you had told me at one time that the metal that you were putting together was on, what, the Humvees? Is that right? That was one of our larger customers, yes. Okay. Uh, and we're just doing bracketry and weldments and kitting and those kinds of things. We're not... So not like high tech per se. Nope. 
No, it was not high tech, and it was not Class A surfaces. So we what weren't. What the heck that, does that mean? Class A surface is uh, you look at a car, shiny. Oh, okay. Exterior surface. We're doing the brackets underneath, and they need to well, work, and they need to hang in there. Functionality. But they don't need to look pretty. That's right. Gotcha. Functionality more important than looks, okay. and we were not. So back to the accounting background. Kind of CPA. like you. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> and kind of like you, functionality much more Over important looks. than looks. <laughs> the shiny outside. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> I've got to go. Hey, uh, nice talking to you guys. Yeah, if the camera is still working. Go ahead. It's broken. <laughs> what was I saying? You were saying that it's functionality. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you're doing these acquisitions and you're picking up different yeah. companies. And why are you picking up these companies all around? Because you needed more capacity or did you just... Well, we wanted we wanted to grow. We didn't. So if you did more, you could be you could sell more. Yeah. Okay. And and our strategy really was breadth of capability, and geographic co-locating near big customers. Okay. And so we would follow Cat. We followed Cat to Arkansas. They were in Arkansas. I thought their they big were, one was in Illinois, right? Well, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, they're yeah. headquartered in Illinois, but they have a they manufacturing a, site out yeah, in Arkansas. Yeah, big Got manufacturing it. site, and they had some problems with some. Parts uh, with some manufacturers down there, some suppliers. So we went there, and uh, and we went to Bedford, Pennsylvania, uh, for a, a all customer. these high high uh, what do you call it, society? <laughs> yeah, because right. when I did audits, it was always the backwoods yes. of oh, you're not in New York, you're four hours outside of New York. Exactly. Yeah, but that's good though for manufacturers. Right? Yeah, it was. But with that strategy, so we we were able to go from flat sheet steel all the way to kitted, painted, assembled uh, parts. Gotcha. So and now, we did everything. So now you're like growing. And I think if I remember correctly, you um, went from, what was it, 60 million up to 230 million? 90 million 90. to 230. 90 million to 230 million in, in my, during my tenure there. Yeah. So you go to college, you get this accounting degree, and you're doing CPA work, right, right. and you're just like, hey, whatever. You kind of kind of fall into this job. No you doubt. You weren't like in college going, I will be a CFO of a metals manufacturer. Very true. <laughs> you start getting out there. You're interested in what's going on. You start to acquire, you grow this company almost, um, what, three times, four yep. times. And now you're going, wow, this is kind of interesting yep. stuff. I loved it. I, I didn't, like you said, I didn't know. I, when I was at the CPA firm, I really thought that i Hit the all my life. Stay in Defiance, Ohio. Raise my five kids. It was a great life. Loved it. But this came along and just I loved it more. The challenges were far greater. Uh, the the and you were making a difference. You know, you were growing a company. You were yeah, profitability, changing people's yeah, lives. You really were. Yes, but I, I will say, and you know, this is cliche and blah 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 blah. But it's really the people around. Me, hundred um, percent get it. Um, you know, it's just timing. I, my timing was just impeccable, and I had nothing to do with that. I just happened to be in Defiance, Ohio, working at the CPA from when they needed help, and and I was there. So you know, it's kind of like the uh, the Malcolm Gladwell book. Um, what's the one? Uh, Link. No. Oh, the ten, not the 10,000 hours? Yes, yeah, the 10,000 hour book. But what but, you and I talk about is like the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah, no question. <laughs> yeah. And you are a hard worker because I see what you do. You're just yes, a, hard work does pay off, no doubt. But I look back at my life and say, man, I have really been lucky. Just, but, 
But the thing is, though, that right I talked place, about right time. is exactly, you know, you came from a small town, you know, and you didn't get this crazy big job out of school. You just right. kind of fell into it. Next thing you know. Life insurance, remember? You're, <laughs> that's right. You almost took your own life while yes, selling life right. insurance. I mean, did you push term or whole life? Which one? Yes. 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 <laughs> Whatever, Whatever you, you want to buy, yeah. sir. We'll talk afterward. I have the application in my uh, briefcase. How about, how about universal? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Actually, the push was whole life because the of the, course yeah commission the, rate the was a little higher, way crazy. Up there. Yeah, if you stuck with it the first three years, you got the full commission, and then after that, you didn't care. Yes, that's, okay. right. that's right. Die for all I care. It's good. <laughs> that's right. So now you're like you're you're seeing some success, and it's kind of funny because you and I talked about it a little bit. I you know I started to see some success, and people go, "Oh my god, how did you do that?" And I thought it was just kind of normal. You see a problem, you fix it, and you no. move on. No. And so you're gaining this success, and then your life starts to change a little bit. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Again, being cliche, the best day of my life, as far as my career goes, I don't want my kids to hear this and think that the best day of my life did not have something to do with them or my wife. The truth but, hurts, though, sometimes. Th- um, <laughs> those obviously were the best days of my life. But the best day of my life... And the worst day of my life and on my career were the same day, the day I got fired from Defiance Metal Products. Okay. Right. Now, this is a great story, right? Can you tell the story? I think you can. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're, you're driving wherever. Yeah. We, we get called. Uh, this is private equity-owned <laughs> business. No, this, not, the, not the family. Get ready. You're not going to see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're- Well, th- this is what's so interesting and why I'm such an idiot, because- I should have seen it coming. Coming. Private equity guys call us to a meeting at Detroit Metro Airport. They're so, flying in so from the So private East Coast. equity owns your owns That's the correct. We yeah, the family sure doesn't own it anymore. So the family sold it. Private equity bought it. Yep. You're running it. You're doing this fantastic job. With another guy. With another guy. Yeah. He and I are kind of co-presidents. Yep. Uh, Denny Weaver. Great guy. Great friend. Great mentor. Uh, probably 15, 20 years older than me. Gotcha. So the business, you know, we've had all this success through 2009 and then the economy took a crap. Right. And our revenue uh, uh, dropped significantly. Half? 40%? Um, 20%? We went from- Not, not disclosed. <laughs> we, went, we went from 230 to about 175 and then from 175 down to about 155. So not two thirty to one fifty five. So you're down seventy five on two thirty. So good thirty percent. Yeah, it's a third. And you know, we don't need to get into the specifics, but that that Humvee business we talked about, right? Drive earlier, up a lot. That went down by about eighty percent, and it was very profitable work, government work, blah 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 blah. You get the picture. Is that when they were switching to the MRAP? It was. And we did a lot of work on the MRAP as well. Good job. I don't even know what the MRAP is. Is that some dude named M who raps or what? No, no. but close. It is that, a, that was wasn't that that V hold kind of uh, it was, was. Try, to try to deal with the IEDs blowing up and the, what they're the damage they were doing the Humvees. They came up with a different design because if it goes straight up, it kills everybody. But if it's split and it kind of ricochets right. off or whatever, yeah. okay. Tony did an excellent job you of rock, explaining. T. That's exactly what it was. Let it go, TP. And there were two producers, Navistar. Uh, yes, Herb and Navistar. And Oshkosh, and Oshkosh. we supplied both okay. of those MRAP uh, suppliers. But but anyway, it's dropping off precipitously. Yeah. And Significantly, we get sideways, private equity and me, 
uh, over time, but I, I still think we're holding it together. So we get called up for a meeting. We never have a meeting in Detroit. <laughs> I'd like you to come up and maybe have dinner with us and yeah, just, chat a little bit about business. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, and I'm like, yeah, all right. I told Ben this the other day. We were driving up, and I'm thinking, Denny's going to get whacked. You feel so sorry for Denny. Denny's going to get fired. My partner. And I, he's driving. He's driving. I don't care. I don't even remember who's driving. I think <laughs> yeah. I was driving, but I don't I don't care. I'm just thinking, how am I going to handle this? What am I going to say to because him? Because you got to drive He's home with him. He's my best friend. What am I going to say? So we go up there. We're, we're in this meeting, and they call in Denny first and tell him whatever they tell him. And he comes out, and his head's hanging low, and he goes... On the way out, we're, we just pass. He goes, I'm so sorry, man. And that was it. And I was like, what? <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> what? Exactly. I'm like, oh, no. I walk in and I sit down. And they go, uh, we're letting you go. We're going a different direction. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what about Denny? Yeah, I did say, what, what are we doing with Weave? Are you changing the whole management team? He goes, oh, no, no. Denny's staying on. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so you got this see who the problem is. It exploded. You did great. You did all these acquisitions that it started to turn. Yeah. And you're going up there with this guy feeling so bad for him because he's going to get fired. Right. And you get whacked. <laughs> yes. It was terrible. And I felt so bad because I... Remember the story I told about being arrogant in high school? Yeah. That kind of never went away. <laughs> and so I'm crushed. I've never been fired before. I, oh, it's brutal. And, yeah, it's brutal. And I feel like I let my family down. I feel like I let the community down. This is a small town. Right. You know, 15,000 people. And we've got 850 employees just in Defiance. Oh, my. 1,500 company-wide. So we're we're the second largest employer in town. And everybody knows that, you know, I'm one of the main guys there. So and now I'm very involved in the community. And everybody knows you got whacked, too. Absolutely. Oh, my. And, you know, in my head, I'm thinking the business will never survive. Never. Two days later, people don't even remember. Did you work here? <laughs> you know, they, they, it's not part of their life. They don't care who's leading the ship. People liked me, but they're like, Enough already. So, so wait a minute. You, you're, you're saying that this was the best and, or sorry, the worst and yeah. the best. So we got to the worst. Yeah, so that what was happened the worst. the best well, part? The best is it just created then this opportunity that I've been able to, uh, you know, work myself into now. And that's investing in small businesses. Well, hold on. There was one thing, and I just need to back up slightly. You and I talked about the fact that you were just getting paid and you're just kind of going along. And as... You grew the company and the private equity and everything else. At one point, they said, hey, we want to make you a part owner in this thing. And yeah. you and I talked about the fact that, hey, we're just kind of stupid and happy and we're just making a good amount of money and it's all good. But then once you got some equity ownership, it started to open your eyes as to what was kind of possible. Yeah. And, and really, the ownership came in increments, but it came from uh, the initial uh, purchase of the business from private equity. Right. Um, and then and then increments beyond that. But yeah, you you know, you, be, you begin to think differently. Differently. Yeah, for sure. But my point is, is that you have started to think differently, right? So you're the CPA, and then you get in there and you're really working hard and changing things. Private equity buys it. You have some equity in it and now you get fired. But- over the last, like, let's say five or whatever, 10 years, you're working crazy hard 
and your whole mind is opened up. Yep. So you come from a small town. Yep. You really don't have these big plans. You kind of fell into it. You worked yeah. hard. Now you know this equity thing, and your mind is just opened up. It opened significantly. I mean, we had... Uh, we opened a plant in China, so I spent time in China. We we spent a lot of time in Mexico. We had customers in Mexico. We looked at buying a business in Brazil, so I spent a lot of time in Brazil. We didn't buy it, but a town from fifteen thousand. I know it to China and Mexico. It, well, it's and crazy Brazil. because I lived less than a mile from where I graduated from college. <laughs> Did you marry but, your high school sweetheart? No. Oh, I married my college sweetheart. Oh. Well, Defiance College, College. There yeah, you go. the College of 400 people or whatever. <laughs> a thousand, come on. <laughs> but, but, but think about this, and, and that's the one thing we keep telling people, is to open your mind and to the exposure and what money can do and how you can yeah. look at the world differently. And so now yeah, you just got fired and you're just like, holy crap, how could they ever fire me? And Yeah, I was devastated. What? I was devastated, and I, I drove home that day. Um Long drive. Denny and I didn't talk. You guys didn't share secrets or <laughs> recipes or anything no, like that? <laughs> he didn't know what to say. He felt terrible. Of course he did. I felt worse. Well, I was gonna. <laughs> I was asking who was driving because uh, my dad was telling me a story one time about he had a sales manager that was had to deal with a salesman, uh, sales rep out, I think it was on the West Coast. And he sent him out there. He goes, I want you to work with him, but if he doesn't do this, this, or this, you got to get rid of him. You got to fire him. So they're, they're going through this sales calls all day driving around doctor's offices and stuff and then at the very last visit afterwards he's like they're they're driving the guy's driving the sales manager oh no he goes uh oh by the way you know this is this isn't working we're gonna have to you know this is gonna be your last day and i'm gonna take your demonstrations kit and blah 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 and the guy goes pulls off the side of the road this We'll get, get out. Get out. Just, uh, <laughs> oh, just, well, well, he goes, if I don't work here anymore, I don't have to worry about you. Scorched earth. I love it. <laughs> get out. So so, so did he? Yep. He got out. He had to find – and that was back before cell And he phones. put up the thumb. Yeah. And he, he just said, hey. With his, with his case, with the, with the instruments <laughs> lugging him. <laughs> Damn it. I love this. Story. So that's why you're asking. That's why I was asking. I was wondering, yeah. like, you know, Denny's like uh, – Let's see. Uh, but Denny's you're, happy. You're, I don't – yeah, Denny – He kept his job. He did feel bad for No, no, he felt he, bad. Yeah, but he feel bad, but, but he's, he's happy that he's – He's got his yeah. job, and yeah, he's like, smart. I'll drive you home. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we pull into my driveway. My wife was calling me all the way home, and I wasn't answering because I wanted to tell her face to face. Pull in my driveway. She comes out of the house. What's going on? She can tell on my face something Major. not good is going on. <laughs> and I said, I got fired. She goes, oh, come on. I said, I got fired. Make sure to come back next week as we finish our discussion in our limited series about successful individuals telling their stories in their own words. <laughs>